Welcome back, everyone, to the Young Adult Ministry Podcast. This is our first conversation of 2023, and yeah. I'm back here with my good friend, Daniel Tilly. Mm-hmm. What's and up? What's up? <laughs> I'm really excited about the series of conversations we're starting this month that we're calling The Greater Battle. And we're really looking at this topic of spiritual warfare mm-hmm. and how God calls us to engage a greater fight spiritually with our life than maybe we're even aware of. And so when you think about this topic, Daniel, for you, for young adults, like mm-hmm. what questions do you think it brings up? Um, yeah, where, how, how do you want to get us started with this? Yeah, I mean, when it comes to spiritual warfare, there's so many things we can talk about it. Uh, the importance of it is so great because uh, we kind of look at what is like happening, like we've mm-hmm. talked about in life and to where we're not just living life with like, oh, we're in a good world and everything's fine. It's like, no, like we are in a fallen world. And like the basis of Christianity is like, we're fallen people messed up from the garden and that's passed down to us. So it's like, then what? And it's like, well, then Jesus came and like forgave us. So um, like with him, everything's good, but without him, it's not. And so much of the world is without him. So it's like, how how do we get people like from without him to with him and that's where spiritual warfare comes in and is like hey we understand there is darkness in this world there is brokenness and we want to come in and we want to exemplify the love of jesus that he came to those who were in darkness and he he fought for them he did what was necessary to help them get to the light and filled them with the light through his holy spirit through salvation and his death on the cross and resurrection so uh, just being able to partake in that now as Christians in fighting for brothers and sisters in Christ who are going through spiritual warfare, for people who just don't like know Christ yet and are just living in sin or living mm. um, however they're dealing with spiritual warfare, uh, we get to be able to be Christians who come along that and are like, hey, like I want to show you the love of Christ. Mm. And you can't do that without Christ. And Christ is bringing light. And that means there's darkness to bring it to. So that's mm. what we're the one as Christians. Yeah, that's well said. I mean, when you think about the reality of the brokenness of our world, mm-hmm. we've all experienced that in exponentially greater ways over the last few years. I mean, yeah. with the pandemic, with all the kind of things that we've experienced in our culture, political divisions, all that kind of stuff, I think people are, are know that there's brokenness. Mm-hmm. And the Christian story helps us explain and understand why there's brokenness, that we're in that fallen world. And as a church, we are called to send out to be, we're called to be sent out to engage the battle for people. So this topic of spiritual warfare, I love that you started that way, is not a battle against a world that's against God or something. It's actually fighting for a world that's against God. Mm-hmm. To know the goodness of Jesus mm-hmm. and to experience the power of his spirit that brings light into the darkness. And for us to learn how to know how to fight the battles that God's called us to fight. Because just because we have the light of Jesus in us doesn't mean that we don't battle darkness. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, in my life, that's been something I've had to come to grips with. Uh, Personally, in my walk with the Lord is, you know, when I was uh, early in my journey with Jesus, as soon as I discovered the gospel and, Mm -hmm. and discovered how much God loved me and what he did to save me, that changed something inside of me. I wanted to go share that with other people. And so I was compelled by this like missional way of living, this mm-hmm. idea of this, this good news isn't meant to be kept to myself. I want everybody I know to, to know about Jesus. And then I started realizing, man, not everyone's interested in that. Mm. 
And so there's there's a there's a fight. There's a there's a battle to help people understand the good news. And then I started experiencing some of my own brokenness, not just, you know, some of the bad things that I had done that I knew I was forgiven from, but just things that popped up in my life with anxiety, with um, relational uh, struggle in my family. Mm. And as I got married and learning how to be a dad, like yeah. there was battle there, there's opposition. Yeah. And so I think it's important to learn how to fight the battles of our life spiritually and to know how to engage spiritual warfare. So I love that you started that way. So when you think about questions people might have about that, do you have anything that you think would be good to start with as we engage this conversation? There was a point that you made mm. of um, us not fighting against uh, the world. Mm. Like we're not fighting against people and scripture says uh, we're not fighting against like flesh and blood. Mm. We're fighting against like the, the powers of darkness and mm. the rulers of the world and stuff like that. Um, Which that's a big thought. Yeah, it is that a big deserves thought. Some unpacking. We, we can unpack it a lot. But it, it's so fascinating when we when we look at this, it's like, all right, if you're not fighting against people, then you're not out there just having mm. um, like theological conversations with people trying to convert them that way. Mm -hmm. What you're doing is trying to talk to them internally and like we're talking to each other's ears if you want to talk to someone internally their heart and their emotions mm -hmm. more so um like through their spirits then you need the spirit to do that for you because there's there's like evil spirits and then there's mm -hmm. like the holy spirit and they're all fighting for people's souls so um when we understand it's like uh, if we have tension like in the mm. church because there's no perfect church or in your marriage mm. because there's no perfect marriage or just friendships, mm. whatever it be, that tension is being caused by spiritual warfare. So um, just understanding and acknowledging that it's there uh, instead of assuming like everything's fine, mm. the problems I have is with people and like some people can be in my life or they cannot be in your life. It's like, that's not a, like a Christ-centered way to look at life. Like mm -hmm. he calls you to love everyone. It's like, well, what, how do you love everyone when you don't get along with them? It's like, mm -hmm. it's not necessarily, and this may need unpacking, it's not necessarily them that you're not getting along with. It's mm -hmm. the spiritual warfare inside of them that um, like isn't heavenly. Mm -hmm. And some of that may be in yourself as well. Mm -hmm. And to understand A lot of it probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and to understand it's like, all right, um, in, in this Christian journey, when Jesus saves us, he saves people who are sinners, who are broken, mm -hmm. and he uses a sanctification process, which is the Holy Spirit being given to us to convict us on ways uh, we are tied up with mm -hmm. sin. Um, in, in a loose way that like we're able to be freed from that and overcome that now because of Jesus. But um, sometimes we got bad habits or stuff that we have to break now and uh, continue to trust and follow Jesus to deliverance of that. So understanding that there is spiritual warfare happening inside us and inside other people allows us to understand that we're not fighting, like you were saying, mm -hmm. against the world. We're fighting for like each other. Mm -hmm. We're fighting for our wives. We're fighting for our church members. We're fighting for like our neighbors and coworkers who are also in this and we're coming at it with a spiritual way so that we can actually fulfill the great commission of like loving people and sharing the gospel with them of deliverance, which is spiritual. Mm -hmm. um, and yeah, I mean, I think just acknowledging that um, I'm curious of like some stories you have of that being lived out where you've had to take like this spiritual warfare to love people mm -hmm. instead of just um, instead of just like loving them uh, in 
physical ways, but understanding there's a spiritual journey, applying prayer or just yeah. listening to the spirit and talking to people and yeah. letting him lead you. Yeah, that's good. So I think, let me just affirm a couple of things I heard sure. you say there. Is one, you used a couple big words that yeah. <laughs> people might not be familiar with, the idea of like sanctification. That's, yeah. that's a big word to describe the process that God uses to make us like Jesus. Mm-hmm. That when we accept Jesus as our Lord and Savior, we then receive the Holy Spirit, the mm-hmm. very spirit that rose Jesus from the dead. is present in the creation of the world. And now he begins to conform us into Christ's likeness. But that come up, comes up against forces. Mm-hmm. And actually, the Bible says we have three enemies. Mm-hmm. There's our flesh, our own desires that conflict with God's desires. Mm-hmm. Not always, but a lot of times yeah. <laughs> I want what I want more than what God wants. And yeah. so there's a, a, a continual process mm-hmm. of conforming me to surrender my way mm-hmm. to trust God's ways better. And then there's our conflict with the world. And that's a tricky one because God gave his life to save the world. Mm -hmm. And God loves the world, the world of people. But the world also uh, signifies this system of values, this way of thinking, this Mm -hmm. sense of like social norms Mm -hmm. that often is opposed to God's will. Not always, but often. Mm -hmm. And so the process of, of sanctification is being conformed to the kingdom of God, shaping our value system, the way Jesus saw the world and lived in the world now becomes our norm rather than what our culture says. And so that's an ongoing process of beginning to uncover ways that the culture is shaped to be more than Christ in his word. Mm -hmm. And then the third one is the enemy, like the devil. And I think in the Western world, we're so raised in like a scientific worldview Mm -hmm. and like rationality and self-sufficiency. And we have like lots of movies about like evil spirits and demonic things or whatever. But I think it's easy for us to be skeptical. Like, is the devil like actually real? And I don't know how to explain the amount of evil that I've seen in the world without an actual devil. Like, maybe you can. But the Bible is very clear that the devil is real. Like, it's early followers of Christ, like, they were trained to not only engage spiritual warfare against Satan's attacks, but to be aware of what they were. And so the first time I began to experience this, like, you asked for a story. I remember I was in high school, actually, Mm -hmm. and we used to go down to this uh, event called uh, FCA all, all all City Huddle, and it was like once a month, and like all the FCA groups. If you're not familiar with FCA, it stands for Fellowship of Christian Athletes, and we had a group that met at our school, and so like all the schools would come together once a month, and they'd have a testimony. And I remember one time this girl shared her story, and it was one of those very dramatic stories, like. Mm. She talked about being in a broken home and then leaving home and then finding herself in like a drug house and it kind of got worse drugs and worse drugs. And while she was sharing the story, we were in this, we were gathered in this like old church that had like the tall ceilings and the stained glass windows. And it was very overcast that day and very dark early in the morning. And she started talking about how she, as she, she got more and more hopeless and addicted to drugs, this leader of the house came in and it took turned out to be like a satanic cult. Mm. And he asked her to give her soul to Satan. Oh my gosh. And she said, I'll never forget this. She said, I learned, remember from my grandma telling me that I could only give my soul to Jesus. Mm. And so I told him no. And right when she said that, light flooded like literally the whole sanctuary, like through wow. all the stained glass windows. Yeah. And we were all sitting there like, oh, my gosh. And then she started telling her story of leaving the drug house and not doing drugs anymore, being delivered from the addiction, going back to school 
And she had this joy and peace on her face talking about what Jesus had done in her life, that she, mm. she gave her life to Jesus instead of Satan. And that was the first time I was like a teenager. I'm like, okay, there's something to this. And I had a friend who was with me who's an atheist, and I always had friends that I would bring along that, like he's one of my best friends, and he did, we'd have conversations all the time about God. He just didn't believe in God, but he was curious, and we were friends, so he'd come with me. Mm-hmm. And so we were sitting in the car on the way home, and I looked back at him, and he was just staring out the window. It's kind of like this dumbfounded look <laughs> on his face, and I was like, bro, what you thinking? He's like, you know what I'm thinking. That was crazy. <laughs> That's, that is crazy. Yeah, it was uh, such an uh, amazing experience of me yeah. seeing, okay, what I'm reading about in the Bible is devil thing. Like, there's a lot. There's This is real. And yeah. there's there's forces at work spiritually mm. that are bigger than me. Mm. And so, like, just I'll give you a much more current example. So recently, uh, over Christmas, there's always family dynamics, right? <laughs> so every morning, I spend time in the Word, spend time with Jesus, asking him what he wants me to see that day and just wanted to follow him letting his word shape me. And then I go running and uh, I spend some time praying about my day. And so I was praying for this one particular family member who I knew was having a hard time and been praying for them for a long time. Mm-hmm. And not seeing much change or, or anything, no desire for God in their life. And so we just having a heart to love them where they are. Mm-hmm. And then some stuff happened that were, was really tough. Over, over Christmas. And that led to a conversation between us where we're at the kitchen table and I'm sitting there and I'm just asking God, God, show me what to say. Like, help mm-hmm. me to know what you want me to say in this moment. And we did, I just shared some honest concern about mm-hmm. some difficult things I saw in their life and, and the direction that was leading them and just asked the question like, when do you think you'd be open to God's love for you and his work in your life again? And that led to a different level of conversation and eventually ended up leading to her asking us to pray for her. And it was this amazing moment where, you know, I got to pray and some of my daughters were there and we just surrounded her with love. Mm. And, you know, we're now we're, we're walking through the process and trusting God with his continued work in her life. But as I've as I've, I've engaged these spiritual battles, it's like, you know, it starts with me every morning just saying, Lord, I want to surrender to you and follow your leading in my life today. And I don't always get that right, but I'm open to learning and mm-hmm. him shaping me. And then praying specifically about the, the people in my life. And I so always spend time praying for my first circle first is my family, like praying for my daughters and my wife and, and my, and then kind of circling out my extended family, and especially people in my family that I know are, are far from God or not interested in God. Um, that he'd use us to plant seeds of hope and of the gospel in their life and to show them the love of Christ and that their hearts would turn towards him. Because the word tells us that when someone's not following Jesus, it's because Satan has blinded their eyes Mm -hmm. and they're not seeing the glory of God in the face of Christ that I've gotten to see. And and so I want them to see how much Jesus loves them too. Mm -hmm. And so that's where it starts for me. And then just letting the spirit lead me and, and kind of the other relationships in my life and praying for different people. Um, it's a practice I've t- tried to develop that, that helps me engage spiritual warfare. Uh, there's a lot to spiritual warfare, and I think over the next uh, few conversations we have, we'll be talking more about some biblical handles to understand it, maybe some common misconceptions about it. But more than anything, I think as we're, we're starting this off, I hope that you're developing a hunger for drawing close to Jesus for yourself and seeing how he can work through you to engage the battle spiritually for other people in your life to Mm -hmm. see how good he is and for you to experience that because 
that's one of the coolest things that I've found even over the last year is that God's always fighting for us. Yeah. He's always fighting for us to experience more of his goodness and his closeness. And sometimes there's things that happen in our life that get in the way of that. And we need to let him deal with those things in our hearts. Mm-hmm. So I don't know, when you think about this for you, um, is, are there anything, is there anything that's been helpful for you to engage spiritual warfare in your life and mm-hmm. um, any stories you have? Yeah. Um, I mean, you can attest to it with like your own testimonies. The, the biggest thing in spiritual warfare that uh, we kind of partake in is prayer mm. and that we are trying to align ourselves uh, with the will of the Father and mm. to what the Holy Spirit's guiding yeah. us to because Jesus said um, when he was leaving, like he was here in physical form. Um, and so many of us would say, just like, oh man, if Jesus was in the room, like something crazy would happen. And he <laughs> said, well, something greater is, hap- is coming after him and that's the Holy Spirit. So, so how can we learn about that? Um, in this spiritual warfare journey that we're going to be taking this month and how can we learn like the voice of the shepherd and to align ourselves with the will of the Father to experience this um, satisfying life that he desires for us and an abundant life full of his fruit of the Spirit and full of uh, loving him and loving others and experiencing um, just the joy of that. Uh, Like areas of my life of spiritual warfare come in um, to where I've had situations of talking with like coworkers in the past of mm-hmm. um, having a desire to uh, like fight for them spiritually and have them know the gospel. And I wanted to, I share, shared this um, in the couple podcasts ago of how I had a, a prompt or I, I had a desire to pray for him because in my flesh, like I thought that's a good thing. It's always good. Why not pray mm-hmm. for him? But in my spirit, as I was praying for him, I realized like I had a prompting of not to pray for him. And I found out a couple of days later that he had like a hard heart for prayer. Mm-hmm. And if I wasn't in tune to the spiritual warfare um, that can happen in other people's hearts of mm-hmm. like them not being ready to hear one message that you may feel like they should hear. But instead of like trying to force a message of you need prayer and that's a good thing, instead mm-hmm. being like, Yo, like God loves you more than me, and I'm gonna follow Him in mm-hmm. loving you. Um, just taking part in allowing the Spirit to have His work and fighting for this dude's heart, I uh, got to realize how to love Him better. Mm-hmm. And even situations with, um, like, learning communication better with my wife and stuff, mm-hmm. and not always knowing how to handle the situations where we don't, um, we're not on the same page, and being like, all right, uh, we're going to, and times of not knowing uh, what to say and. Uh, talking with my wife, learning how to communicate with a woman when, uh, and communication. But I'm not like learning this on my own. I'm able to take time and be like, all right, God, like there's tension. And instead of fighting like against my wife, I'm realizing it's like I can fight for her. I can fight for our marriage and I can allow the Holy Spirit in that as well. And I can step back in prayer and be like, God, like, what do I need to say? Because I don't know what to say. And like, it'll just be put on my heart, something simple to say. And, and sometimes I'm like, God, like, should, is that really the direction I should go with like how to communicate with her? And I just step out in faith and I lead the conversation to that. And it ends up being exactly like what, what puts us on the same page again. And it's just so simple and so mm-hmm. miraculous in how that works. And it's just evidence that God's fighting for your marriages. God's mm-hmm. fighting for your relationships. God's fighting for your own heart in that. So 
understanding that and allowing him to speak to you and being ready to hear him is so important in taking part of the spiritual warfare. And it's just acknowledging that like we are having this darkness that we're fighting against, but we also have the light mm -hmm. um, that God desires us to be attuned with, to know the, the voice of the shepherd and to know um, the deliverance that he can give when we're obedient to him and we do step out in those faith, uh, there's moments of faith where it seems so simple, but it's like, it, it, like I don't know, it still takes like a step of faith because mm -hmm. you're like, I don't want to be embarrassed by like mm -hmm. doing this thing that seems so simple but could be wrong. And then like, I look like a dingus for like thinking <laughs> that. Um, but instead just listening to the spirit and having faith that like he is with you and following that. Um, mm -hmm. Simple things can just give so much power in that, so. Yeah, I love that you, you talked about your relationship with your wife too. And, mm -hmm. and so I think that's a great example of where this plays out really practically in our lives. And one of the, the best tools that has been helpful for me over the years, I actually learned from my friend Dave Lanuti, our marriage pastor at Hope. Mm -hmm. And it, one of the first exercises he has married couples do when they're, they're learning how to build a biblical foundation of marriage is to draw a circle around the word me mm -hmm. and stay in their circle. So on a piece of paper, you write down me and draw a circle around it. And that is the person you're responsible for asking God to change. Mm. And you can pray for your spouse clearly and pray with your spouse, but you're, we are all responsible for our thoughts, feelings, actions, and the way that we treat someone else. And so we need always to put the circle or put the mirror towards ourselves and say, Lord, how do I need to change? And so I love that example of like when you experience conflict, just stepping away even a little bit and saying, Lord, what do you want to say to me about this? Or what do you want me to say to her? And just having that time to reflect and ask. And mm -hmm. sometimes we don't even know. And that's part of the, the process is communicating what we think and feel and what we believe God is, is saying to us. And then having a relationship where we mm -hmm. interact around that. And when we can approach that in the spirit of love mm -hmm. and pursuing unity together, we grow. Mm -hmm. And that's actually one of those biblical strategies Paul gives us in the New Testament is to speak the truth and love with one another. And then the body of Christ is built up. Mm -hmm. And that's in the same passage where he begins to unpack like the spiritual battle against the unseen forces. Well, in the natural world of our relationships, mm -hmm. It, it shows up by when you have conflict, are you going to let that create division and distrust mm -hmm. and discord? Or are you going to speak the truth and love with yeah. one another and work towards unity? And, and that starts with asking the Spirit to mm -hmm. speak through us. And then I also just love that you said, hey, I actually need to be obedient to the Spirit's leading in my life. Mm -hmm. And there's not a formula for that. So when you think about spiritual warfare, sometimes it gets weird when people try to put a formula on how to do it exactly, but it's really learning to seek Jesus in our life and follow his leading to obey him. Because when we do that, we become uh, agents of his kingdom. We, we go on the offensive against the gates of hell and we push back the darkness in the world with his light. And we actually, our life takes on more meaning and significance because we see that our story is a part of this much bigger story, this cosmic conflict that Jesus has already given his life and died and risen, risen mm -hmm. from the dead to show us that he's won the victory of. And now this battle is playing itself out for a season and we get to play our part in it and bringing light into this dark and broken and fallen world until he returns and shows everyone that he is the conquering king. 
And so I think is there's any final encouragement I can give you is this, this world is a, a training ground. It's a battleground to be prepared for that day when we stand before Jesus as our King. Mm -hmm. And in, in the meantime, I want to help as many people mm -hmm. I know find out how good he is yeah. and to move from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. Mm -hmm. And that's Amen. what we hope for you too. And we hope these conversations just stir hunger in you to seek that more, to, to be a learner. This topic of spiritual warfare, there's a lot to it. We yeah. just kind of, we, we just kind of cracked the can open today and it might have raised a lot of questions for you. So if they have questions, what can they do with those questions? How can, how can they let us know? Yeah. Feel free to reach out to us on, uh, uh the comments below or on our Instagram, uh, hope young adult. Um, Hope Young Adult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Hope Young Adult. That's it. <laughs> I was wanting to add the ministry. But yeah, just Hope Young Adult uh, uh, for Hope Community Church is Young Adult Ministry on Instagram. We'd love to answer as many questions as we can in the following podcast to come. And just through DMs or whatever um, yeah. will be helpful for y'all. We're here to serve y'all. We love y'all. And we want to take part in this spiritual warfare that mm. um, we're all in together and be there supporting you through the life that God's given you and the ministry that he has in your life to um, minister to those in the church as you're a part of us, um, our community, mm. and minister to your coworkers, your friends, your family. Um, we know you care about them and love them. So we just want to mm. help you. Um, do that the way God calls us to and to yeah. take part in the spiritual warfare that we're in. Um, so we hope this is encouraging and yeah. helpful for you. But uh, you got any more words? I'd say last thing is if if you're in the triangle, you need mm -hmm. to come get involved with the Young Adult Ministry. Yeah. It, it hope, we'd love to help you get connected to community because we're not meant to fight these battles alone. Mm -hmm. And over the next month, we're going to be going more in depth in our in-person gatherings too. Late night starts Thursday, January 12th, mm -hmm. and we'll meet Every Thursday night after our 7 p.m. service, we start about 8-ish o'clock up in the loft, and we're going to be digging into this topic a little bit more there. And then we have a monthly gathering we call Yam Nights for Young Adult Ministry, and that's the fourth Sunday of the month. And so that's January 22nd this month at the Raleigh campus, and we'd love to see you there as well. If you're outside the triangle, we're glad you joined us. Really want to encourage you, find a, a Bible-centered church, a Jesus-centered church. Um, that really is, is seeking to live under the authority of God's word in your area because that's where you're really going to grow and come alive and be a part of his mission to change the world. So we'd love for you to join us if you're in the triangle here in Raleigh, but if you're somewhere else, man, there's so many great churches out there and it's really about Jesus' mission. So we mm -hmm. hope this has been an encouragement to you and your journey wherever you are, and you'll join us next time. So take care, guys. <laughs>